at the height of the COVID pandemic, the population did many things. They decorated their homes and they read a lot. One of the beneficiaries of our reading habit was the publisher, Bloomsbury Publishing. It's listed on the main market and has a market cap as of June 2022 of £321 million. Nigel Newton is the chief executive and founder and was awarded a CBE for services to the publishing industry. So Nigel, highest ever sales and profit for full year results. Is this past year and COVID aberration or is the reading habit generally one that is here to stay? Well that's the question we've all been asking ourselves and um, uh, uh, the year before was a brilliant year as well and so we wondered is this a uh, are we Peloton uh, or Netflix or is this a permanently reacquired habit? So we watched our sales figures with some trepidation in the first quarter following the results that we recently announced. Uh, and in, in our case, with the February 28th financial year, um, that means March, April, and May. And lo and behold, the um, high lockdown levels of sales, which we had forecast uh, in our budget, uh, have in fact been achieved. And, and that's why we were able to say with some uh, relief that we're trading in line with management's expectations because those are high expectations. And why should this be so? I think the answer is that people did a fundamental reassessment in lockdown of how they spend their time and what they want to do with their lives. And uh, there have been some radical conclusions from that, such as I don't want to go to the office five days a week and organizations are all convulsing themselves and uh, trying to make hybrid uh, working work. But a second change is um, how you spend that precious leisure time when you're at home. And many people have decided on two things. The first is to uh, pursue uh, a number of hobbies, and each of those hobbies can be well serviced by books providing information about them. In our case, we're the leading publisher in ornithology, sailing, um, a leading publisher in cooking, many of the great chefs. Paul Hollywood's uh, new baking book is just out, for example, and the Deschene cookbook from uh, the recent past, um, and so on. So uh, books are filling a kind of information need in people's new way of spending their time. But the second and almost more important uh, to us one is, is just reading itself for uh, escape, uh, enlightenment, entertainment, um, and information. And fiction, of course, particularly uh, provides that escape. And I think Bloomsbury novelists have uh, and those of other publishers have helped many a person uh, through their uh, pandemic blues. So you've preempted my next question, which is for many years, JK Rowling and Harry Potter were the jewel in your crown, not just for revenue generation. So which authors 
have has that crown been passed on to? It seems as though there's a, a cornucopia of great talent on your rota. Um, well, thank you. Jo, um, Joe Rowling's books uh, themselves have had um, a tremendous last two years, and Harry Potter has provided a, a kind of unifying uh, uh, passion of for many families who've um, read the books out loud to each other, all cooped up at home, um, and sales have risen, uh, I think, by 5% of Harry Potter uh, during the pandemic. And The Philosopher's Stone, the anniversary of which is right now in the end of June um, uh, 2022, is still the sixth best-selling book uh, in the Nielsen book scan figures. So incredible longevity. But the other great um, author we have, Sarah J, we have many other great authors, but in, in terms of um, numerically, Sarah J Mass uh, is an extraordinary new phenomenon. First a young adult novelist and now an adult novelist. And her, um, her, her book series have uh, incredible followings. They're the toast of the fans of Book Talk, the new phenomenon from uh, TikTok and uh, and many other children's uh, authors as well. So let's go back to the business model. You've got two divisions. Is it physical and online books, or is it a bit more elegant and refined than that? Um, we are completely platform agnostic, and uh, we don't care whether we sell our authors' works in. Uh, in hardback uh, or in paperback or as an ebook or as an audio book download. Um, so what, what we promote is the, the story or the work itself and leave the decision of how to consume it um, to the reader. So no, we don't have a separate um, digital and prints division. They are holistically uh, edited by one editor of each individual book. Uh, but, what, but what we do have uh, within our academic publishing division, uh, so Bloomsbury is an unusual publisher, it's about half general and half academic. Um, <clears throat> and within academic, we have an extremely exciting division called Bloomsbury Digital Resources. And that means things like the Churchill Archive uh, online, 800,000 um, pages of uh, writings by and about uh, Churchill, the complete archives. And if you are a university library, a university where people study history, for example, your library will likely have subscribed uh, to the Churchill Archive online for an annual subscription fee or an outright uh, one-time purchase fee, which might be as much as £50,000. It depends on the size of the university. And others include drama online, Bloomsbury, architecture online, philosophy online. So a great range of uh, high-level topics covered in these digital resources. 
You mentioned the word platform there. I'm just wondering what's the biggest threat to your model? Is Would this be authors self-publishing on Amazon, for example? Um, no, on the contrary, authors self-publishing is, um, is good for us because it, it can often act as a sort of market research uh, vehicle. And if the author emerges with high <clears throat> following that they've generated in their own right, um, not infrequently, those authors will then approach publishers um, and deliver uh, the market as well as their book. And indeed, it is true to say that our, our great new phenomenon of Sarah J. Mass uh, was herself um, self-published and had a good following uh, when she uh, was spotted by a Bloomsbury editor in New York over 10 years ago. I'm looking at your acquisitions. There's been a few of them. Uh, three, um, I think three acquisitions over the previous year. To me, that's pretty ambitious and you could be accused of being acquisitive. Is that because of the quality of the opportunities out there or a change in strategy for more, from a more organic growth approach to business? Um, well, it, it would be uh, true to say that we've made about 35 acquisitions of lists and companies um, since July 2000, when we bought ANC Black, the publishers of Who's Who. Bloomsbury floated on the main London Stock Exchange in, um, in, in June of 1994, and we started two new divisions then, children's publishing and publishing our own paperbacks instead of sub-licensing them. Um, and we, uh, having published Harry Potter in 1997, we started to build up quite a war chest um, approaching 100 million pounds, which we spent about 20 years um, investing uh, in these 35 acquisitions. It frustrated some of our shareholders who thought this was a, an inefficient balance sheet, uh, but, but we were applauded by many others because we were being very careful. We were determined not to be the next Marconi and over expanding. Um, and so now we find ourselves the, one of the largest independent academic uh, publishers in the social sciences and humanities in, in uh, Europe as a result of this investment. So you talked about shareholders there, back to the most recent results. How will that translate into shareholder rewards? I'm thinking dividends and benefits in terms of percentages of new titles, for example. Um, well, the dividend uh, is the greatest reward we can give our shareholders. And uh, the, the graph of the Bloomsbury dividend over the last 25 years shows one of constant um, increase in the dividend. And as a result, we're very popular with growth funds. Um, uh, in terms of other uh, rewards, um, hopefully the share price itself, um, depending on the vicissitudes of the markets, but overall is uh, the, the greatest reward for our shareholders. 
we do give discounts to shareholders on our publications uh, as well. So to use a literary pun, and I'm not writing you off, but should you ever think of retirement, what kind of team have you established? Should you ever consider succession? Um, I, 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 all well-run boards have a succession plan and that uh, includes um, the senior physicians at Bloomsbury. Um, I actually have no plans uh, uh, whatsoever for uh, retirements, no doubt much to the relief of my wife. And um, Bloomsbury is uh, approaching 36 years old um, this September. And it's never been a more fun company uh, to, to run and to work at. Um, one of the reasons for that, of course, being that success breeds success in this 41% growth in sales that we've seen over the last two years and 70% increase in profits is a, is a joy uh, to manage. But to answer um, your question from a slightly different angle, yes, having the best possible management team is why uh, the company is doing well, uh, in addition, of course, to the external market circumstances and, and first and foremost, our authors. So uh, we are blessed to have a number of colleagues who've uh, been with us for uh, many years and have tremendous institutional knowledge. But still, the uh, I, I would say Bloomsbury is a very entrepreneurial firm because our original um, uh, sense of not taking our existence for granted still drives the company and we're always uh, very have a very flexible approach about things that uh, markets that we will enter into and see uh, an opportunity but uh, most of all we've been lucky to attract really brilliant people um, from across the industry uh, more recently to join um, the uh, existing team, a, a massive injection of fresh blood. Um, I've had two real campaigns. One is to professionalize uh, the company um, because as we've uh, increased in size nearly by half in the last two years, uh, we need to have tougher, more resilient systems, meaning both IT systems and uh, procedures and policies than we did in the past. And we've got a great team who are um, guiding us towards that, uh, towards that virtuous uh, place. So I like that. Virtuous, fun, joy, great team. It's been a great joy for me to speak to you, Nigel Newton, Chief Executive and Founder of Bloomsbury Publishing. Thank you very much indeed. Great pleasure. Thank you.